This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. What is your next mission from God? We all have one. God has something in mind for us right where we are. Welcome to Your Next Mission from God with Julian Durko, where the saints show us how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Based on Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, Julie shares unique stories from the lives of the saints to show how they searched for and discovered God's will for their lives. When we're planning an expedition or a trip into unknown territory, we need a guide. We might not know the culture where we're going or the language or the terrain or the dangers, the, the animal life, the plant life that could be dangerous. And it's the same when we're navigating through life. We need a guide because the truth is, if you're really open to what the Lord has for you, it's going to be an exciting ride. It's going to be full of, of life that he has for you to live and you don't know what's coming around the corner and you need a guide, we all do. So there's no better guide than our mother Mary. She's the best guide to have because it's her mission to help us with our mission, to help get us to heaven and get as many people there as we possibly can. And she was John Paul II's guide. And I'll give you a little backstory here about that. Well, his name was Carol Wojtyła. And he lived in Poland. And when he was 20 years old, Germany had invaded Poland and they were an occupied country. And at this time in his life, Carol Witiwa and his father shared an apartment together. And his father was his only living relative. His mother had died when he was nine. His older brother, who was a doctor, had died sometime after that when he was a young teen maybe and there had been a little sister before him who had died all his relatives were gone except for him and his dad and they were there in this you know facing the nazis together in this horrific trial of life it was it was terrible so one day carol in 1941 carol came home and his father had died probably a heart attack. He was just dead when he came home. And Carol spent that whole night crying over the body of his father. He didn't he wouldn't be comforted. He wouldn't let anyone remove his body. He just cried over his body that whole night. And one of the things that he said was this. I'm going to quote him. I'm all alone at 20. I've already lost all the people I've loved. Unquote. So we know people, and ourselves maybe, that have endured really horrific losses in our life or been damaged by events, been wounded. And sometimes it affects how we, how we develop. Sometimes people are unable to have relationships, healthy ones, or they're unable to keep a job or to function because they've been wounded by great loss in their life. And Karawaitiwa, who we know would become John Paul II, he could have qualified for that. He could have 
have been damaged so that he wouldn't make a good priest or make a good pope or, you know, live a good life. But he was given a gift and it came to him through a little book. The book is titled True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin and it's small. And it was written by Louis de Montfort. And John Paul later in writing about this tells us about this book. I'm going to quote him. Quote, the reading of this book was a decisive turning point in my life. It was at that time that this curious treatise came into my hands. Not enough to have read it. I remember carrying it with me for a long time, even at the sodium factory. That's where he worked. I continually went back to certain passages, unquote. So has anything ever just spoken to you and you say, that was exactly what I needed to hear that was made for me at this time, like a book you read or something somebody said to you or a person came into your life. There are times when maybe that message, however it comes to you earlier on, you wouldn't have been ready for it. It, it didn't fit yet or later would have been too late, but it comes right when you need it. Well, this is what happened happened to Karawai Tiwa. He, he got this book. Now, he was raised Catholic, so he, of course, loved the Virgin Mary, knew the prayers, and, and was devoted to her in a childlike way. But this, this true devotion to the Blessed Virgin, this book brought him along on a deeper relationship with her, and he realized things that he never realized, and she went deep into his soul. And because she went deep into his soul, the Holy Spirit went deep into his soul too. Because in Louis de Montfort's book, he says that when the Holy Spirit finds his spouse Mary in someone's soul, he rushes there and he gives himself generously to that soul according to the place that that soul has given his spouse. So by, by receiving Mary, then he receives the Holy Spirit. And it's beautiful to see what the Lord does, what he brings out of this difficult life, because it doesn't get any easier for Carol Wojtyla. Many of his friends were carted off by the Gestapo, never to be seen again. You know, he had close calls with death. It's, and, and he just got away with it. Somebody at the sodium factory, there's an explosion. They die, he doesn't. You know, he was being preserved because the Lord had a mission for him. And when others got arrested, uh, he would not. It was an odd thing. It, when you look at his life, it appears that, you know, Satan had it in for him, but Mary had her hand on him all the way through. You can see evidence of that. Mary was his life. And um, he called himself a Marian Pope. His motto was totus tuus, which means totally yours. And he consecrated himself to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Many saints have. And I want to talk to you about that, about considering consecrating yourself to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It's really the fastest way to grow in holiness and a very good way to receive so much of the Holy Spirit, like Louis de Montfort said, and like, like you know, John Paul uh, demonstrated to us. So, when someone is going to go through a consecration, generally it goes this way, and this is in general. There's many that you can do, but there's a preparation period, usually a month. So de Montfort has one, and it's a month of preparing. You study, you pray, go to confession, mass, you 
ponder yourself and your motives, all of this in preparation for the day of consecration. And it's appropriate, it wouldn't have to be so, but it's appropriate that a consecration would happen on a Marian feast day. And there's several throughout the year. So you just make sure that you've gone through the preparation before a feast day and then and then go to mass and after mass or even during if the priest is agreeable, you would make a consecration to her. There's a set prayer, several different set prayers. So Louis de Montfort has a way of preparing and it's beautiful. Father Michael Gately has one. It's it's from a book titled 33 Days to Morning Glory, and it's a 33-day preparation. In Father Gately's program, you spend a week with each saint, um, a week with Mother Teresa, a week with Louis de Montfort, a week with Maximilian Kolbe, and a week with John Paul II in preparation for the day that you make a consecration. And there's other consecrations. I know Maximilian Kolbe's... Uh, Militia Immaculata, they've got a consecration and the prayers are just a little bit different, each of them, but whichever one you choose, basically you, you consecrate yourself to Jesus through Mary, through her orchestration of your life to lead you to be that guide uh, in this life. And I highly recommend it. I was consecrated to Jesus through Mary uh, about six years ago. So, and it was a life changer. I have to tell you, and there's A lot of people I've spoken to, when they've gone through this process, sometimes the day of consecration is very eventful. It's like, it for me, it was like getting married or or having one of my children. It was just a watershed moment. But uh, for others, it's not so much, and they see the fruit of it later. Like they they see their life change and their growth in love for Mary and for God and their growth in holiness, and they can attribute it to this time when they when they made that consecration. It's a beautiful thing to do. And remember, if you want the Holy Spirit to rush into you, it's a good way to grow in holiness quick. It makes sense that Mary's our guide. It makes a lot of sense because uh, she has the most unique position that any human being can have. So to God the Father, she is a faithful daughter. And remember Eve wasn't a faithful daughter. You know, she fell. Mary didn't. Mary was sinless. She was a faithful daughter to God the Father. And to God the Holy Spirit, she's the spouse. Because of the Holy Spirit in her life, you know, the fruit of that was Jesus for us. And then, of course, she's the mother of Jesus. And he's the second person of the Trinity. So in that sense, she's the mother of God. And because Jesus is human and he's our brother, she's our mother too, he gave her to us when he was on the cross. You know, he gave, gave her to St. John there at the foot of the cross. Behold your mother. He said to his mother, behold your son. I mean, at that point, her motherhood of the entire church of all of us, you know, took place. And it's not a love or a motherhood that's like, oh, my children that I love so much, all the masses of humanity. It's not like that. It's personal. It's unique to each one of us. And so I'd like to to read a message that she gave to St. Juan Diego that demonstrates her motherly love to him and then to us is for us as well. So here we go. Quote, listen and let it penetrate your heart. Do not be troubled or weighed down with grief. Do not fear any illness or vexation, anxiety or pain. Am I not here who am your mother? Are you not under my shadow and protection? 
Am I not your fountain of life? Are you not in the folds of my mantle, in the crossing of my arms? Is there anything else you need? I think that's so beautiful. That's what a mother would say. Is there anything else you need? (laughs) So I just want to recommend Mary to you to be your guide in this life as you embrace your mission that God gives you at this time, the multiple missions you will have. And I want to call to mind the words that Mary said. She didn't say very many words in scripture, but these are very good words. Here we go. And she's speaking about Jesus. Do whatever he tells you. It has been such a privilege to be with you today. And I sincerely thank you for joining me. My hope and prayer and my mission is that you were inspired towards whatever God has for you at this time in your life. This is Julie Anderko with your next mission from God. Pray with me. Jesus, Mary, Joseph, we love you. You've been listening to Your Next Mission from God with Julie Omdurko, produced at the studios of Day Radio in Portland, Oregon. To listen to this podcast, visit MatradayRadio.com. To find out more about Julie's book, Discover Your Next Mission from God, Saints Who Found God's Will and How You Can Too, or if you're in need of a Catholic speaker for a parish mission, retreat, conference, or event, visit CatholicFinishStrong.org. That's CatholicFinishStrong.org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MatraDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.